Friday morning it is, 12 minutes past 11. Time to say hi to our mate Danny Hicks, and this is where I invite you to join us on Facebook Live. I think Danny will agree with me that today you're probably going to have quite a few things to talk about because it's the final cricket test, Aussie and India, and, of course, something about football. Yeah. <laughs> How are yeah, you? Yeah, and for... I'm good, I'm good, Phil. Um, yeah, you probably see I've got the cricket on behind me. Anyone streaming it on Facebook at the on moment? Your, on your um, monitor bank behind you. Australia, <laughs> India, yeah, on my, my, sports, my sports cabin <laughs> known as my living room. Um, yeah, we've got a lot of cricket to talk about at the moment. Not only the fourth test, uh, Australia v India, pivotal for the Border Gavaskar series, but also the first test, England, Sri Lanka yesterday. Uh, second day about starting about an hour's time and also some big football to talk about at the weekend because Manchester United despite everyone disparaging them this season are on top of the table would you believe and they face Liverpool (laughs) on Sunday but first we'll start with a bit of cricket I'm sure people have got plenty of comments on that Um, all you Man United fans out there come on let let us doubters have it come on I'm, I'm waiting for it Get, get the comments in about how... While you can, basically. You've got about a week anyway, haven't you? Yeah, right? but we'll start with <laughs> cricket because in, uh, and we'll start in Sri Lanka where England, uh, like I said, about an hour's time, we'll start the second day in a really, really good position against Sri Lanka after uh, Spinner Don Best took five for 30 on the first day and, and a woeful Sri Lanka batting display, to be quite honest. How, all out for 135 in goal. What a fantastic stadium that is as well in goal. If you've never seen it, Try and take a look at some pictures of it underneath a fort on a little peninsula in southern Sri Lanka. So picturesque. I mean, that's on my bucket list. I've got to get there for a test match <laughs> one day before I uh, depart this mortal coil because it just looks fantastic. Obviously not at the moment with COVID restrictions, no spectators at all. But uh, Sri Lanka all out for 135 in only 46.1 overs. The lowest uh, total batting first at goal in history. Um and really, uh, it was just poor, poor batting. Uh, the England bowled well, but there, there was nothing to suggest it was 135 all-out pitch. And that was shown after England, you know, wobbled a bit, 17 for two at one point. But Joe Root and Johnny Bairstow, Joe Root unbe- unbeaten on 66. Root, 66 overnight. And uh, <laughs> if you, if you want to be punny about it. Uh, and England, it, 127 for two, uh, just uh, eight runs behind. Um, and Root, really all eyes on him today, the England captain. Can he go on to get a century? Went the whole of last year, it was a truncated year due to COVID, but went the whole of 2020 without scoring a test century. The first time since he made his England debut back in 2012 that he hasn't scored scored a century. And he's a bit of an enigma, Joe Root, because he's always rated amongst the world's top batsmen, always seems to be scoring 50. In fact, he's gone past 50 in test cricket 67 times, but he's only made... 1700s out of those 67 times he's only gone on to make 100 out of those 67 times he's gone past 50 17 times and that's not a good conversion rate so maybe he can start to improve that today in his 34 runs uh for his 100 when england resume uh and um Whilst you gather your notes, Danny, sorry to jump on you, but whilst you gather your notes, I've suddenly got a flurry of stuff. Now, I would like to chuck yeah, it in, yeah? Yeah? Um, yeah, yeah. Rick, we'll get rid of Rick, shall we? Steve Smith has just fallen, shame how sad. <laughs> One of the best in the world, Dan. Uh, Nick's saying, Manu yeah. and OGS done a great job and deserves credit as he's been given a kicking too many times in his short time. Remember, Fergie was almost sacked after two years. Uh, Nick says, yeah. and F1, why are so many drivers getting COVID? Blah, blah, blah. And they're in strict bubbles. I'm not sure we're going to get on to that today nick um yeah yeah there you go well, a lot of people are getting a lot of people are getting covid full stop andy murray uh, has got it 
<coughs> Charles Leclerc and lots of others. There's a Premier League football match off this weekend because all the Aston Villa squad have got COVID. So, I mean, it is one of those things at the moment. Yeah. One question about Chelsea, Danny, then I'll shut up and let you get on. Uh, what's going on with the boss? Just a bit of an experienced question mark. Sorry, take it where you will. Yeah, I'll come on to all that in a minute. Just going to say, just finish up on England. I mean, it was a great start for them in goal. Having had virtually no cricket, having to abandon the, uh, the, the tests in South Africa before Christmas and uh, not having played an away test for, for more than a year. And Stuart Broad, bowler, uh, he said afterwards it couldn't have been a better start and England are in dream world. Uh, I mean, we talked before the, the test match about building pressure for long periods of time um, and using your individual skill in those little periods. So for me, I'd concentrated on making the batsman play as much as possible and also varying my pace in, in little ways, maybe not sort of six, seven mile an hour at times, but actually going up two miles an hour, coming down three or four mile an hour. And that, that was the plan I sort of stuck to. Um, and and the, pitch, the pitch offered us something with the ball. You know, it, it, when, you, when you bowl a team out for 100, 30 you sort of expect that but it wasn't necessarily sideways movement but there was you know a little bit of extra bounce or a little bit too pace that brought the brought the fielders in so you know it's an absolute dream world day for us and um you know three wickets in Sri Lanka's Asima feels uh, feels like a decent day personally yeah it was a decent day and uh, just behind me over my uh, left shoulder here if you can see Steve Smith just got out as was mentioned by one of one of our correspondents at the Gabba uh, Australia <laughs> <laughs> one, well, he corresponds with us on the uh, one one of our uh, one of our listeners. Uh, uh, anyway, you you throw me completely there, but the gabber over my shoulder. Uh, India are off to a great start. Australia won the toss and batted, lost two early wickets. Warner and Harris both fell cheaply, and then Smith and Labuschagne, as they tend to do, were rebuilding the innings. Uh, got to lunch at uh, sixty-five for two, but it's now ninety-one for three. Steve Smith's just fallen, and he's fallen to the spin. And a little leg trap set there by the, uh, right up to date here, the, the debutante, Washington Sundar, who's coming. India, I mean, absolutely ravaged by, the fact they're 1-1 in this, they're ravaged by injuries, all series. They've lost four players. They've lost both the batting heroes from the draw on Monday, the epic draw when they batted out the day. Ravi Ashwin and um, Vihari are both out injured from this match. They've lost their spearhead fast bowler, Jasprit Bumrah. In fact, they've lost their entire fast bowling setup. Their first choice fast bowlers would be Nishant Sharma, Mohamed Shami, Umesh Yadav, and Jasprit Bumrah. None of those playing for injury. They've lost their two frontline spinners, Ashwin and Jadeja, not playing in this match. And yet they've reduced Australia to 91 for three on what normally is the batsman's paradise of the Gabba. Bat first, build a big total, bowl the opposition out. Um, Australia not having lost at the Gabba since 1988. India only needing a draw to retain the border Gavaska trophy and 91 for three. I mean, that is set up beautifully now. It looks like it's down to Labuschagne, really. Matthew Way's just come in. Uh, only early in the afternoon session there. And, uh, you know, injury ravaged India. Virat Kohli at home, his wife's just had a baby on Monday, baby girl. Captain not even there. And uh, India giving as good as they get against Australia. Is it that this India has got great strength in depth, which I think they have, this India squad, and is it a little bit of, of Australia uh, are not quite as good as they think they are? And I think that's true. Certainly in the batting lineups look very shaky. They've had three different opening partnerships in four tests. I was hearing on the TV this morning, they've had 24 different open opening partnerships in the last five years, Australia. So they have not got a settled batting lineup. Smith and Labuschagne, apart from that, you don't see where their runs are going to come from at the moment. 
And uh, the bowlers have got to be tired. They bowled all day on Monday at Sydney for that draw. They were kept out in the field for more than a day and they've got to turn around and bowl at the Gabba just three, four days later. So uh, uh, I think that, you know, it's going to be a fascinating clash this. I'm looking forward to it over the next few days and looking forward to watching England and Sri Lanka as well. But I know you all want me to talk about football, so let's get on to football. And yes, <laughs> Manchester United have replaced Liverpool at the top of the Premier League table uh, for the first time in a new year, the first time after New Year's Day in a season, since the days of Alex Ferguson, would you believe? A 1-0 win, ground out a 1-0 win against Burnley, you have to say, on Tuesday. But Paul Pogba with a winning goal. And, you know, and even Paul Pogba, uh, who, who's been much maligned, is, is now stepping up to the plate for them. And uh, Oli Gunnar Solskjaer, no one's been more maligned than him, has it? have they? He must be uh, absolutely relishing it. Um, and now they go to Liverpool. I mean, the fixture list has a wonderful way of throwing the thing, things up. Don't I mean, they've, they've drawn against them in the cup and now they go to them uh, on Sunday. Liverpool in second, three points behind. You know, a, a real six-pointer at the top of the table. And if Manchester United can win that, they're going to be in pole position for the, for the rest of the season. But, you know, it hardly seems conceivable, does it, after what we've been saying about Manchester United this season. I mean, how many times have I sat here and talked to you, Phil, and said that, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer might be getting a sack if they lose on Saturday. It was like that. You know, they were 15th... At the beginning of November, they were down in 15th place in the table. A um, couple of weeks later, they crashed out the Champions League after losing to RB Leipzig. Mm. The Knives were out for Solskjaer, but since then, they've gone on an absolute tear. They've won nine of their last 11 Premier League games. They've drawn the other two. Like I say, even Paul Popper says... Uh, uh, he's happy and, and looks apart now. And they're going into Sunday's, well, you've got to say it's an acid test at Anfield with growing, growing confidence. And uh, Oli Gunnar Solskjaer has been saying this week, he feels the good times are back at Old Trafford. Yeah, we feel very confident going into games. Away from home, we've really done well. And uh, But also, uh, we're getting more, better and better at home. Uh, our form should give us confidence to go into the next game uh, uh, with with belief, but we we have to believe in ourselves, and we do. Uh, the coaches have done an amazing job. Players have done a great job. So uh, it's it's good times. You've got to enjoy it, and uh, it's a test, of course. Uh, going there, as you said, they're the champions by right because they've been fantastic the last uh, couple of years, and uh, that's a great test for us now. Oli Gunnar, he's got like a fast show manager accent, hasn't he? He's a bit away, the lads. Yeah, hasn't he? Nor <laughs> Norwegian, with, with, Norwegian with, a, with a touch of oasis, it's isn't brilliant. it? It's uh, brilliant. All right, lad. And, you know, it's like, uh, <laughs> hey, hey, yeah. And, uh, and uh, yeah, he sounds like he's enjoying it. And why, why shouldn't he? I mean, he's had a, he's, you know, no one's had any confidence in him, really, since he was given the job. He hasn't done anything before. He was useless at Cardiff. Is he, he safe now, Danny? In Norway, this, that, that. I think he's safe for the rest of the season, that's for sure. But, you know, how, how safe is safe in football? You know, it's, 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 a, very, uh, it's a very short fuse that most yeah. chairmen have, let's, let's say like that. Um, and I must say that they've gone on that great run. But it does come with the slight caveat that, that everyone else has kind of been slipping up. I mean... We've talked about Chelsea being title contenders this season. They're now down in ninth. I mean, they, they're stuttering away down there. Um, we've talked about Tottenham being title contenders. They are struggling to close games out that they should be winning, not least uh, this week against Fulham when they were 1-0 up. You know, uh, they beat Leeds 3-0, but, you know, they're, they're stuttering and stumbling about. And, um, 
and even Liverpool, you know, Jurgen Klopp's side have only won four of their last 10 league games. So um, it's really, uh, you, you know, it's there for anyone to take advantage and it's United who, who are taking advantage at the moment. Um, Liverpool, you know, lost their last match 1-0 to Southampton down there in sixth. But anyway, that game is such a... I, I think it's, obviously it's the game of the weekend and uh, it's on Sunday, 4.30pm uh, UK kickoff. So unfortunately that's half past midnight our time, but I'm sure there's an awful lot of people who support the uh, red side of Liverpool and the red side of Manchester are going to be staying up for that one. You bet. Give us a live cricket update from your nerve centre. Uh, from my nerve centre, 94 for three at the moment, so I haven't lost any more wickets. And uh, just to run you through a couple of other things happening in... Yep. In football, obviously, uh, Manchester City are on the rise. You talk about Manchester United, Manchester City up to third now on the, on the same amount of points as uh, just one point behind Liverpool looking at the table here. You know, and they had a sticky start as well. So the Manchester clubs on the rise, they ground out a 1-0 over Brighton this week. That's, that's put them in third. They can be taking advantage, you know, should United or Liverpool slip up. Mm. And um, also Leicester, I like look at Leicester again. You know, they're there in fourth. They're always there or thereabouts, Leicester. I think they... Perhaps we should be regarding them as one of the big four now because they always seem to be in the top four. They can take advantage, but they've got a, a tough one, potentially, the, the visitors of Southampton uh, on... Uh, it's the late game on Saturday. And that's got, you know, Southampton up there in seventh, having just beaten Liverpool. And they're, you know, they've got the ability to upset anyone, haven't they, Southampton this season? They're going great guns under Hassan Hartle. And, uh, you know, Tottenham should get back to William Ways this week. They're away to Sheffield United bottom of the table, but have got their first win of the season this week uh, against who? Who else? Newcastle, who seem to have, make a speciality of not playing well against the worst clubs. Um, and, and you know, if they carry on that way under Steve Bruce, they could be getting themselves into relegation trouble soon, Newcastle, on the slide down to 15th now. Mm. Um, but Spurs at Sheffield United, you think would have too much for them, but I've would have thought they would have too much at home for Fulham as well, and they didn't midweek. And Fulham, you know, have got a draw against Liverpool as well. They're some very topsy-turvy results. I think, you know, you look at the top of the table, there's only six points between the top six. Um, some teams have got games in hand. Like Aston Villa v Everton is off, unfortunately, Everton in fifth because of COVID. Aston Villa now are going to have three games in hand, but that means they've got three fixtures to make up. They're up there in in, in eighth, and, and but they're going to have to try and fit three three fixtures into this condensed season that, that they've had to have postponed. And, you know, it's going to be a real tough ask. They're going to have to play three or four games in a week mm. at some point, Aston Villa. Let me get your opinion on something here. So yeah, uh, we're on course. Facebook Live for a few more minutes. Great to have your input here. So uh, somebody says, I've got, well, it's Rick. I don't want to keep saying his name, though. He says, many United oh, yeah. fans have a lot of faith. All the best experienced managers serves up, served up a lot of rubbish. This is the best football since Fergie. He didn't say rubbish. He said something else. But you get the point. Ooh. Yeah, but, uh, you know, best Furby football since Fergie, maybe, but, you know, other managers did come in and, and win trophies for, you know, like Mourinho. He did win two trophies for them, didn't he? Um, uh, and won a Europa League for Manchester United and got them back in the Champions League. So um, he was much maligned as well. I, I think what matters at the end of the season for any club is silverware. And, um, you know, you, you look at that and you look at... Same with the Tottenham fans, you know, with Pochettino left Tottenham. He's just won his first silverware of his managerial career with PSG. He's only been manager there 11 days, um, <laughs> five years at Tottenham, and the cabinet was bare. So, you know, things are, it's a funny old game football, as someone once said. And, uh, you know, silverware in the cupboard. Yeah, Jimmy Greaves, dear old Jimmy, just got an honour, New Year's honour, far too late. Um, 
And because uh, he was a morning know, brew a few years my, ago, by the way. Yeah, my That's hero as a, as a lad. Um, one of the reasons I started supporting Spurs when I was very, very little. Um, he is a lovely is man. the fact that I could go watch Jimmy Griggs. And he is a, he's a great guy. We've got a minute left. Do you want to just briefly address that Chelsea question? Yeah, about Chelsea. You just well, said, what's going on a ride with the boss? Is it just a bit of inexperience? Yeah, I, is, I don't know. He just seems to be a bit clueless at times, doesn't he, Lampard, in terms of how to turn things around. He's got great talent there. He's got Timo Werner coming. Uh, but can't seem to score goals. He he doesn't know whether to play Giroud or not up front. And Giroud, when he does play, scores goals, and then he leaves him out. Mm. Um, and he's a proven expert. Maybe it's time to. Got a lot of kids there, though. I'd say you know, bear with it, Chelsea fans, because he's got an awful, awfully young squad uh, on the whole. You know, and you've got the likes of Mason Mount and and Hudson Odoi and and these guys and Reese James and so on. There's some real promise there for the future. I think he needs a bit of time. I think almost getting up into the top echelons and top of the table early in the season didn't do him any favour because it raised the expectation level sky high. Yeah. And they're probably about where they should be now. All right, Danny. Well, listen, thank you to you for getting in touch with us with the questions and the comments and stuff on Facebook Live. If you've got any more questions, just put them on the, the rest of this feed and Danny will get to them mm. next week. It will give us something cool to talk about. In the meantime, Danny, love your work. Thank you very much for joining us and we'll and do I'm it all again. Back to the cricket. <laughs> Take care.